Hello, what's going on? My name is Rich Ryan, bringing you a Torque Talk. Today, I have Lacey Burgess and Annie Doobie dropping on, and they are both running the Spartan Race Las Vegas, the Super on Saturday coming up. So we stop and we talk about some different strategies for this course. We have the map right here. We talk about the obstacles, the layout, some different strategies that you can take into the race, and some different tips and tricks to get through these obstacles. So great conversation. Really think you'll get a lot out of it. Here we go. Annie Doobie, Lacey Burgess. We got Lacey Burgess and Annie Doobie here. We're going to talk about the Vegas Super we're going to talk about. We won't touch too much on the sprint. Um, it is weird that that kind of separated it out. So this is the new a new map format that I've seen. Do you guys remember it looking like this ever? No, it's definitely oh. new. Yeah, and it's just just like anything, anything that's new, it's hard. So there's going to be pushback. Everyone's going to hate it, I'm sure. But we're gonna we're gonna do our best to to navigate through it. The one thing there's no like on the old maps, you could at least kind of see like a satellite view of what the terrain might look like. You know, like if there was water. This is yeah. just like a blue line. I know it looks like they made it cheaper or something if that's even a thing in like software of making maps it looks like cheaper <laughs> maybe maybe it has something to do with that like and it, it's very much featured the the obstacle the the text of the obstacles is the main feature of this map <laughs> like reading mm -hmm. the obstacles which we will be able to do very easily so i guess that's that's a positive um so we're going to talk about the super we're going to kind of run through things and the way it looks so are there anything any obstacles in here that aren't here? Did you guys notice if there's anything that you, you were looking to see? I think we have the full gamut, right? That would be normally at a super. Yeah, it looks like everything's there to me. I can see. Wait, is there still no sandbag carries? Is that just not a thing anymore? We're just yeah, good on the sandbags? It doesn't look like it, huh? And that was, um, Annie, when you did Jacksonville, did the bucket carry seem long to kind of make up for that or was it just a race with one less carry um i would say for a sprint it was probably a little bit longer than usual um but it was totally flat and non-technical so like it was really breezy uh, versus like what we're used to seeing with the carries um so i don't know it wasn't too bad nothing really stuck out like it wasn't they didn't try to make up for anything no, not at all. Like, yeah. like last year in Jacksonville, the, that sandbag carry was gnarly. Like people were sliding and falling and, yeah. you know, I didn't, nothing like that this year. Yeah. Yeah. Are so we, we don't just, need... like, are they not doing sandbag carries though till the end of the year? Like nobody knows yet. I don't know. Annie, we were talking about before, right? Wasn't there something like a CDC recommendation about porous material? I have no idea. Did I make that up? I may have made this up. It sounded really smart. It, it sounded did. Like yeah. But like, but it still doesn't, the surfaces, I don't know. It's probably just something that needs to, that will some at some point need to go away and the sandbags will, will be back. I prefer a sandbag over a bucket. Lacey, what do you yes. think? What, yeah. Same. Definitely. Well, okay. I feel like I'd rather have a couple carries in here too. I don't, I don't really think that it's an advantage not having one in my case, but oh well. Yeah. And and in at Jacksonville, Annie, your carry was 
second fastest on Strava, I think just, um, and you dropped it. <laughs> so, nice. so your bucket, your bucket carry is super strong. Um, Heck yeah. Uh, so Lacey, you've done this course before, at least at this, it's a similar venue. So let's just kind of talk about what the ground is going to look like, what we're going to be running over just so I can kind of set the, the, the groundwork for lack of better terms for what the whole course is going to kind of look like. So what is the terrain like in terms of being technical? Uh, like was it Rocky? Like, what is it kind of looking like? Uh, I think it's a pretty good mix. Uh, like I said, I haven't done it. It's been about three years, but from what I remember, it's sand, a little bit of sand here and there. And then it's a little rocky. Like I remember our barbed wire crawl was like super rocky and my body was like completely bloody by the end of it. Like I was like rolling in rocks, running in sand, rolling in rocks. So I think that does absorb a lot of your energy, both of those things. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's not sand the whole way. It's just kind of, from what I remember, a little spurts of it here and there, like enough to slow you down and absorb some of your energy. And so it's like, like they, sand? is it hard? It's like you can't necessarily run over it really well. Like it is going to slow you down some at parts of this. Yeah, I would say so. So I've done it twice. And the year before, I remember it was a little bit more muddy. Like they had gotten a little bit of rain before that. So it was like kind of a mix of more like mud and rocks. And then the next year it was completely dry and it was basically sand and then quite a bit of like rocky. And I do remember like with one of the sand, I think it was a sand bay carry, um, even though the course looks really flat on a map they had like some little short like you had to like go down a little technical um hill basically like with your sandbag and then come back up or something like just enough to kind of throw you off so even though there's not much gain like in my mind I was like oh these little hills are just annoying you know mm. yeah so we'll see if it's like that again and is there any particular strategy for running on like uh, like a dirt sands type of course like this that you guys have like figured out like does it change the way you would run if it was like like a rocky grassy patch versus like a sand and dirt or like how have you like do you have a strategy for that um the only thing i can think of is like i guess i've been running in snow a lot lately because colorado's just gotten a shit ton of snow in the last month so maybe to prepare for that. But other than that, I don't really have technique. Maybe Annie does. <laughs> yeah. The Arizona um, course is kind of like there's a section of it where they send you in this like little can, like a canyon that's a sandy bottom. And I'd say like, I don't know, I think just kind of similar to like the muck in Jacksonville if you can just like power through it and um maybe shorten the stride a little bit um and have like a quicker turnover through it just to basically anything you can do to just get through it quickly mm. would be my strategy um but and yeah, would you, kinda... 
Would you think of it as the same way as the muck in Jacksonville, where it's like, if I fall, I don't care because it's not going to be that bad? Or is this going to be more consequential if you fall on this type of terrain? Is it more worrisome to like lose your use, lose your stride on this and end up on the ground? Mm, well, I just remember the last time I did it, I was really beat up from it. Mm. Um, so maybe a little bit, I would say so. <laughs> like, I just remember my family looking at my knees and my legs and they were just like, oh my God, were you falling the whole time? Or what were you like, what were you doing? Um, so maybe above average in that category, I would say. Yeah, it's always a, a, a conversation. Like if you're meeting somebody, you're know, like wearing shorts and you just did a Spartan race or something. You're like, um, no, it's just, it's just this race that I do. It's fine. No <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. All right. So let's, let's go through the course now. I mean, cause it, it, on the map, it does look really flat on the elevation profile. It looks like we're starting at around 1600 feet and the highest it's going to go is like 1727. It looks like, so, and that looks like an all one shot, like one big sharp um, up like two up and downs that are going to be toward the end. So we'll, yeah. t- we'll touch on them when we get there, but the first mile is looking pretty fast. It looks like there's only the overwalls and the six foot wall are the only two obstacles that are going to be in that first mile. So when you guys are looking at this, like any, when you see that, like this type of start, like, what do you think in terms of strategy? Um, I think it's just a, a race at that point. I think it's a race to the first set of obstacles. So go out hard and, um, try and get a gap on whoever you're competing with. And, um, and then as soon as the obstacles come up, I think that's when like the race really begins. So if you can, if you can like put as much of a gap as you can by that point, the better you are going through it, especially, I don't know, for some of us who like haven't really been racing for a year, um, might be a little bit rusty on obstacles. I think for me, like utilizing the, the bigger run stretches to, get a get a gap is going to be to my advantage it's going to be fast this looks like it's going to be crazy fast um and like you said when like you 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 think this might be a similar course but just flipped do you remember it being a fast start last time or did these hills kind of really slow people down right from the jump i remember i think it was a pretty fast start um for the first mile or so because I do remember we all came to the Herquois like at the same time. Like there was probably like six of us there or something. And I was like, whoa. So I think, I don't know if it was exactly a reverse of this course, but I do remember the first mile or so being really fast too. Altogether, it was just a pretty fast course, like what you're saying. But it looks like they stacked some things like in a way that could kind of slow us down um like the box and beater and turquoise and multi-rig all being together like that that might be kind of hard yeah just in terms of grip you know i can't tell where that is quite yet on in terms of like the mileage but the second mile has Mm -hmm. some slowdown like you're gonna get the water crossing what's the water crossing like Lacey? do you remember Mm. I don't really remember it being much. It's just going to be like a creek um, or something? 
Yeah, I think it was pretty minimal. Um, uh, another thing, are we just never doing dunk walls again? Like, even though COVID can't transfer through water, we can't have a dunk wall? Like, it's an airborne virus. <laughs> we can't have a dunk wall. I'm fine with it. I'm okay. Are you, are you, are you pro dunk wall? Do you look forward to yeah. the dunk wall each time? <laughs> Those dunk wall photos. That's going to be a warm race. It might That's feel true. good. That's true. <laughs> we should talk about the weather a little bit. Well, maybe at the end, just kind of like what you're thinking, the like, like for wearing and what you're going to wear and everything. But in, in, in this second mile, um, it's the water crossing, the, the hurdles inverted wall are right back to back. So again, once you're established after that first mile, I think once we're in there, there's not gonna be too much position change. Um, and then rope climb Atlas and plate drag are back to back right before mile two. Um, so you have a bit of a stretch to run leading in after inverted wall into the rope climb so knowing that would you just kind of stay on the same pace to get to the rope or knowing that the rope is there would you want to conserve a little bit what do you think you would do in that little stretch uh that is kind of a weird spot to have a rope climb you know it's kind of like just random but no i guess i try to run into them typically and pretend like they're not a huge obstacle or anything but Annie, what do you think? Is she alive? <laughs> Are you alive? <laughs> Can you guys hear me? It's yeah, we hear you. Break. Okay. Um, yeah, so you're talking about the like that first set of obstacles, the after that stretch yeah when you have a, a piece like a good piece of running to go into the rope like knowing the ropes there do you, are you going to care or are you just going to kind of run run hard and just try to get up the rope as fast as possible and not even worry about it um that's a good question i think yeah i don't know probably just get up it as quick as I can. I don't know. I don't know what the real strategy. <laughs> it's so early at that point. I mean, when you're gassed going into a rope climb, you do have to wait a second typically, but that early in a race, like probably shouldn't be gassed, but it looks, it looks like it's going to be a fast start, you know, but you might yeah. be able to catch your breath a little bit coming after the water, the hurdles and inverted wall that you might not be able to catch too much steam anyway. Um, but really in these first two miles, there's not much going on. And probably after Plate drag is where, like you, I'd imagine this is we're, we're going to be in the, our respective packs at this point, right? Like where you're going to be in the race after the in the second mile is probably going to be who you're going to be racing the entire time. Do you agree? You think? Yeah, yeah. I guess, but that ending little gauntlet, having and having the spear throw right at the end, you never know. You know, right. oh, me. <laughs> Uh, and then it comes up to a, a Z wall cargo and bender looks like three in a row in, in mile two, or just, I guess it's two in a row. It looks like Z wall and vertical cargo. How do you guys do on Z wall? You guys, is it fine? Is it no problem? Z wall can be a problem. Is there strategies that like you guys have, do you find one that you like, or you just, it's no problem no matter what. I feel like the men have more trouble on Z wall. I don't, I think it's, they try to go so fast through it. But I could be wrong. I just feel like females tend to not fall off it as much. Maybe we're just like a little more cautious about balancing things. But I've really rarely seen like 
people towards the top of the pack in the female elite wave, even when it's muddy, fall off of it. Um, knock on wood, I've never fallen off of it that I can remember. But I know, I get it though when it's really super muddy and you're trying to move, it can happen. You know, you do have to be a little extra cautious. Yeah, and like you, we're gonna assume it's gonna be pretty dry at this race, yeah. right? Like it's not gonna be mm-hmm. slick on those. So just getting through it and just don't make a mistake, right? It's it's yeah. good enough. Um, yeah, like in Jacksonville, I could see like I don't know. I I didn't struggle on it too much, but I think I got lucky with the with the lane I chose. I could see some of them were like there was just tons of mud like caked on to the the foothold. So like I don't know, like you could make a mistake and and slip off pretty easily like in that kind of race, but on these dry desert courses, I don't, I don't see it as being much of an obstacle at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, so then it's vertical cargo, which will have the platform, right? In a, in a super. Yeah, I think it should. I think I know. So. Does that, so the first time, no, I, a couple the first two times I did the platform, I had no problem. The third time was Seattle in 2019. And it was like later in the race. And I tried to jump up on it and it was raining. And I like slid and immediately like my feet didn't come up and it swung me back underneath it. And I just landed flat on my back really hard and just like staring at the sky. So this is like can be a problem. And people have burpeed out like like top level uh male athletes I know have burped burpeed out of this of that platform thing. Um, I remember that in Seattle, actually like multiple girls, like I think it was like me, Natalie, a couple other people, but we were kind of struggling with that too. I don't know if it's just when it was super wet, but we were like sticking to the ground a little more or something, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it can be hard. It's not, it's not that simple. And that was in that race on the men's side, at least Johnny Luna Lima was like right there and couldn't get over it and like, couldn't make, uh, make the pass on Ryan Kent. I mean, it was like, it can change the race. Um, do you guys have a strategy for the, for that like platform wall? I feel like the only strategy I've really had is just to, uh, give a good run at it and try to get it on the first try. Cause you can absorb a lot of energy like in that one Seattle race, doing it multiple times in general, just kind of like any wall. But um, yeah, that's not a fantastic strategy, but <laughs> that's what I got. Just cross your finger, hope for the best. So you'll run up with it and, and will you jump off of two feet and then just try to get your hands flat down on the, the table? Or like, yeah, you I think shelf I tried um, just grabbing it with one hand and then like matching with my hand and then pulling myself up. Mm. Um, but basically just getting that running start is the main thing. Yeah. Andy, do you have anything just like stick out to you at all? I do the same thing. I like, I mean, I think unless you're one of like the really shorter women, the, the, the platform on vert cargo really isn't super high. So like, I mean, I just kind of like muscle up, like, yeah, push off with my hands. I don't even do the like shelf thing. Um, I have though practiced, doing a flip on it just in case Mm. like it came down to like if it was super slick or something I've practiced that and that's another good um, strategy like if you think that it's going to be slick just go for the flip um, 
and it's kind of fun too. <laughs> so you're saying like you get underneath it and like have your hands like like your palms facing your hands and grabbing onto the bar, right? Is this how we're doing it? And then like you just at a bent with your arms bent, you're gonna jump your hips up kind of and pull against the bar. Like, am I explaining this right at all? Like you pulling pulling yourself down against the bar and trying to lift your hips up so that it, it your knees get on your knees and feet end up on top of the platform, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've never tried. I've never tried that. Lacey, have you tried that? No. Um, I can kind of envision what you're saying, though. Like that sounds like it could work, <laughs> but no, I've never tried it. Hopefully it won't be a thing when it's dry here. Um, and you, you can just kind of get up it on, on one shot getting over that, but it is something to think about because it is going to be, be there. Um, and it's not just a, it's a simple vertical cargo to get up. Um, yeah, you're going to jinx it now and it's going to rain like the day you keep saying how dry it's going to be. <laughs> and then we're going to, well, then we've talked about it. So, you know, to do the flip technique, we're fine. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Everybody listening is fine. Um, so then, then that takes it to mile. F- right, then you have uh, Bender, um, which again is just getting over, no problem. Um, and then it's mile three, so it's about the halfway point. They have a couple walls. Then you have Olympus at thirteen. Um, how do you guys do with Olympus? I've only um, done the one like once. I think Tahoe was the only time. So. I remember it being a lot harder than usual. Um, the new one's hard. Yeah. You, um, you mean ones? like a newer one uh, since this year? Like they changed Olympus? I think they changed it midway through 2019. It used to be like the new one is angled a little bit um, like more vertical and it's now covered with like a plastic tarp kind of. And where it used to be wood, so you can get up and you, you would stick on it. Okay, now it's like a kind of a slippery, like tarp material. Um, okay, I think I did see some comments about this, but I wasn't sure if I had done that version of Olympus before or not. I'm guessing I probably have, but I have had problems with it when it's been super muddy, um, like Seattle, Chicago, Jack, I think. I've fallen off of it a couple times. It's probably been a while, but sometimes it's just holding on when you have, like, I don't get how people hang from that with no knees or no feet planted on the obstacle. I think that's like incredible. I'm like, how are you just holding your 90, like dangling from that? But that's probably the best way to do it. If your feet are super muddy and there's so much mud on the obstacle, you know? So you're saying if you, if you can't, because this new one, it seems hard to get your feet on. Like, Andy, when you did it in Tahoe, were you able to stick your feet onto it or were you going knees? No, I my knees into it just to, to like brace myself, but they weren't like, it's not the same feeling of like having your feet like secure on it. You're, you're kind of just, you're relying way more on your, um, your grip and your like whole upper body to just like carry you through it. And it also kind of hurts on your knees. Like when you, when you get on your feet, like it feels like you're fine and it feels like more natural, but yeah. on your knees, it hurts. Yeah. Tears them up. Yeah. So the, that's yeah. interesting. Did you, Annie, did most people do it on their knees then throughout Jacksonville too? 
It wasn't well, in the sprint. It, it wasn't in the sprint. Oh, gotcha. So this is just Tahoe yeah. the previous year that you're talking about. Yeah, that's the only time I've done the like new plastic one. Um, okay. And the other thing was like just it being super cold in Tahoe made it harder in general because like a lot of us have just come out of the burpees from the spear throw. <laughs> like at least I did. And I remember my hands being like totally numb um, going into that. So it could have just been like all of that on top of each other which is what made it so hard. But again, I'd imagine like in this desert, like warm weather race, it will be, it will be like one of the harder obstacles, but not anything crazy. Um, if it's dry, you know? Yeah. And that's, um, it, on the super on the Saturday at Jacksonville for the people who ran, um, it was a problem. It was like a lot of people were missing that. If anybody missed anything, it was, it happened to be Olympus. Um, but yeah, being hopefully dry without rain, without the cursed rain, will you guys go holds, chains, holds? What do you like for going through it? Um, yeah, typically holds too for me. Um, I guess the there's been... the, are we saying holes? Or holds, like rock climbing holds, rock holds. Um, I guess I've done both. I remember someone telling me that holes are the fastest, you know, because you like cross your arms over the next and you mm -hmm. can move through it pretty quickly. But sometimes if they're too low, they kind of freak me out. Like if it's a slicker course or if there's mud or something on the obstacle, then I would probably go for the holds because they're higher. But, yeah, yeah. I gone back and forth. I I don't think I've ever used the chains, but um, back in the day, like I only used the whole holes. Um, and then like I I want to say in Tahoe, I used both the whole holes and hole, like climbing holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first time I ever did this was in Tahoe when I first rolled it out, whatever year that was, sixteen or seventeen. And it was dry there. So, and if you use the chains, you just like have to grab and match and like, 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 yeah, cause yeah. the hand, the holes you can cross over and you can go really fast. The chains are too far. The rock, the, the rock holds are in funny spots. So you can't really cross them. Um, but the chains were super easy that first year. And I was like, this is the easiest obstacle I've ever been on in my entire life. And the next year I went in New Jersey and tried to do the same thing. It was super humid and wet. I slipped right off the first chain and, I've had problems with this stupid freaking Olympus ever since. Um, so yeah. So I think, yeah. and well, what's nice about it at this one, like there's some space to run after Bender, but not a ton. And then you have seven foot walls, like directly in front of Olympus. So you can come to that wall and get over it. And it, that one shouldn't be too taxing. And then going to, you, you might have some time to kind of catch your breath. So you're not going to be coming into this thing full steam. Um, and seeing that wall, you can kind of prepare to be like, okay, here it comes. Like, let's make sure we we're getting through this. Um, and then right after it's pipe layer, which is <laughs> tricky, <laughs> tricky pipe layer. <laughs> um, we'll keep, we'll keep the secrets of pipe layer close to the chest and we'll just skip over this one. So no one can, um, can get the gains that you guys are going to get on it. Um, but then twister is right after that. And that's right before mile four. Um, so there's a couple of grip things before this. I mean, Bender's a little grippy. Um, 
and Olympus is not too far in front of this. Do you think Twister will be a challenge? Um, I guess only if like your grip was really worn out or again, like what obstacles for the most part. I don't think I'm necessarily like really fast over Twister or anything. I think I'm actually like one of the slower people, but I guess I've only had problems really when conditions have been poor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've had trouble with if it's like late or something. Um, and any, any, anything with Twister, any comments, just getting through it. Yeah, just get through it. I, I don't typically have any issue with Twister. Um, I think I struggle more like as far as grip obstacles go, I think beater is the one that like, Hmm. I've gotten, I've definitely failed it like once or twice, like when they first introduced it, just because like if it's wet and you like don't know what you're doing, it can totally, like if you don't realize you need a ton of momentum, um, it can totally just like whip you off. Um, but Twister, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't find too much challenge with it. Yeah. So just, just through that and then a little bit, then you're through mile four. So you got two miles left at this point and then you got Stairway to Sparta again, just getting through, and then you'll have the box, um, which can be a problem. Any, what's your, what's your approach yeah. with box? <laughs> a good question. I struggled so hard on box the first time I did it. I think it took me like a dozen tries. Like I was there for minutes. Um, it was wet and like cold that day. And I eventually like got some practice on it and now my I think I almost always like find one of the lanes that there's like a knot at the end of the rope and then I'll just like do it as if it's a rope climb and then swing like luckily I have long monkey arms and I can just swing and catch that bar um once I'm towards the top but I don't do any of that like funny feet, like feet first business. <laughs> so you'll, you'll grab as high as you can on a rope that has a knot at the bottom and jump up and get your feet on yeah. that knot and then be able to stay there. And then you'll be able to reach over and grab the bar. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Cause when people start trying to throw their foot up, then they're upside down. Yeah. That one, that, that, I don't even know how people get up on that. Like, Good, good for them. Lisa, are you one of those people that yeah. get up that way? How do you get up over box? Um, well, okay. Recently I did this obstacle course in the Springs, this, um, one that's out on a ranch and her, she has box ops, the box obstacle for you to practice, but oh, nice. none of the ropes have knots in them. So, <laughs> and one day there was like snow on the ground. So, literally I that was the only way to get up was to like lock your leg like climb the rope a little lock your leg over it I guess it was good practice but it's pretty miserable doing it that way so I think Annie's right where you just have to kind of hop up on that knot and then try to reach over the bar but sometimes I can't reach the bar so I do have to use my leg to like lock it into place and kind of get over it I think shorter people um have a little bit harder of a time reaching it you know, this one, this one's a little bit harder, uh, for the female race for sure. Um, for that reason, just on the height of things, 
And a lot of times the upper body, the, the vertical um, pulling that, that the men, men can have strength and just kind of pull themselves up and then kind of like lock the, lock the rope to their chest and just do the reach. Um, so if you can actually find a knot that's high enough that you can kind of leverage on that way and you feel comfortable enough pulling yourself up, I mean, it's pretty taxing because you can't really do anything here with momentum. Like you can't like run at this thing. Yeah. Wow. So awkward. So <laughs> awkward. This I thought this was going to be another silly one, like, like pipe layer. Cause it came at the same time, but boxes, box is hard. It's legit for yeah. sure. Just like then, Annie, I failed it a couple times too. The first couple times I introduced it, I was like, how in the hell do I get over this fucking box? Yeah. I didn't <laughs> even know what to tell people. It was like, I mean, I like, I don't know. I got no idea how to do this. Um, and then beater and, and beater, you know, like Annie said, getting your momentum going. Um, and it, they, they change, right. They're not, it's not always the same sequence of like spinny bar. Right. Um, so when you guys run up to this, uh, Annie, since like you said, you have a little bit more trouble, will you run up and like s- stare at this for a minute? Will you like to look at it and see like, and like map it out in your head first? Um, if it's dry, probably not. I'll probably just take the risk and hope I, I don't fall off. Um, but like when it's been wet for sure like you want to make sure you know what you're doing and kind of like visualize going through it for a second before hopping on because it I don't know it's it's just one of those ones that can trip you up and if you're stuck if you get if you miss and like you're dangling like what are you gonna do like you know you have to like lache or something um yeah that's true any issues with beater Lacey or any any tips on that um very similar to what Annie's saying um I did notice like you can't lose your momentum in those first couple moves there otherwise you are like what am I gonna do now and I did fail at once too I don't remember where um it might have been Jacksonville was that when they introduced it in 2019 that was like an unfair one too that was it was like a really really long reach I, mean, I think only nicole got through it or like really? i think i think so, like she won by a ton that year but i think like i think ashley heller got through that but like there was like some chicken winging going on and the mm-hmm. reach was really really long and ashley's a little bit taller um yeah that they they haven't had they haven't had one that difficult since yeah, um, I guess I was trying to tell myself I just got that much better at it, but thanks. No, nah, it's just been <laughs> I easier. Guess not. <laughs> it's just um, easier. Okay. It's been easier. You're the same. No, it's um, <laughs> so, so this is an interesting little stretch then with it's, you have the, it's all in this one mile. There's three obstacles in one mile from four to five, and it's stairway to Sparta, which is nothing, but then box and beater. So there can be a little bit of a shake up here. What do you think? in terms of racing you would do in this part just is there any merit to try to get through these faster or is it or would you go even more cautious so that you don't make a mistake heading into like the last um two miles where it's going to be really obstacle heavy like how do you think about this little stretch Mm, i think it'll be interesting because that's quite a bit of grip in a short amount of time too well, if you include Twister, not you include Twister. right? Yeah. Um, so I think I would probably be a little more on the conservative side, just because that's usually how I am. Um, and you still have a bucket carry 
up ahead. So, which isn't much grip, but you know, just strength overall and monkey bars. But yeah, that might be a challenging area. I think we'll probably see some people, some lead changes, maybe. Who knows? I think so. Andy, what do you think about this type of stretch when it comes to racing? Yeah, it definitely, like, I don't know. On, on paper, it looks exciting to me. Like, this is what I like to see in a race. It's like all of these back-to-back, but just not having done it in a while, it, like, also makes me nervous because, like, also right after that, you got Hercoise multi-rig, which both of those are very grip intensive um and then after that it's kind of like more strength stuff but I think there's a chance that we get pumped and like you see some some mistakes happen in there like if you're not careful Mm -hmm. and that's going to be some of the strategies that I guess we'll talk about is like how do you want to run in between these like because if you make a tactical choice to be aggressive, you can probably create some space. Um, if people are looking at it, how we're looking at it, where it's like, well, I know there's like four or five things here in a row. And if I, I need, I need to rest through between these obstacles, if someone chooses to be aggressive and taking that risk, like, you, and then if it's something like box, like, and you get over, if you get to box before somebody and then get past it, like, you're literally gone. It's such a slow obstacle. And like visually you'll be out of sight, Yeah. but it's a risk. <laughs> you know, there's a couple more things that were, that will be right there. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you guys know, are they doing penalty laps for any other obstacles? Like I know in Jacksonville, they just did it for the spear, right? That's right about Jackson. I haven't heard. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. I haven't heard. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. This map came out like two minutes ago. They like I didn't. I was like, did they cancel this race? I thought that too. I was like, where the heck is it? Uh, (laughs) Hello. um, I remember they had. What was that, Annie? Uh, I was just saying. I I hope they do penalty loops. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you guys remember in Big Bear when they had a penalty loop for eight foot box? Well, it no. was like a penalty climb, to be honest. Uh-huh. They were like, instead, oh, you're yeah. going to climb 100 yeah. meters. <laughs> it was like another hill. Yeah, <laughs> I failed the box because I was just, I don't know what was wrong with me. I didn't feel well, and I was just, like, doing terrible. But I failed the box, and I was, like, the only one on the penalty climb. I was like, yep, it's just me. <laughs> I'm still out here. <laughs> the, the, they don't make those loops easy they're not those penalty loops are like some of the harder stuff like the jacksonville one's nasty i did one in north carolina in november 2019 it was a nightmare it was all it was so muddy and it took so long i almost was like i would be done with burpees by now like they don't make it easy yeah so um, yeah but i haven't heard um so yeah 19 and then so under the mile five and like yeah you have Hercoist and multi-rig back to back. Yeah, there's a, this is an interesting race. I kind of like the way this is kind of laid out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely some potential for anybody to take 
uh, different placements in those areas. And who knows with that spirit right at the end, I feel like anything can happen. I know that's so, yeah, I'll just grab about this. now. This is such an interesting, fun part about this race that there can be so many cool tactics that can take place. And, you know, it can really show like ex like expertise through obstacles. And then it gets to the spear and like, it can all be thrown out the window. Um, so, so I wish it was earlier. I wish the spear was earlier. Um, Me too. But so, and here's another part that is interesting about that, that little stretch um, is that you do have now after, well, after multi-rig A-frame and then it's bucket carry. So if you do decide to be on more on the conservative end through this like gauntlet of obstacle, and then with some running and decide you can maybe decide to save it for bucket and be like, I'm just going to get through this and be conservative. When I get this care, I'm just going to hammer this thing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's a good insight. I guess I didn't think about it that way. Like if you have a lot left, use it on that bucket carry. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And if you like, if you choose to hammer throughout this part, like you're just going to, you're probably going to just need to survive it but you might give yourself enough of a cushion that, that you won't be able to be caught. It looks like a pretty long bucket. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming it's that, that little loop. Um, and where are we now in terms of the, oh, it's at the top of that hill. Okay, so we didn't mention this. After beater, you climb to multi-rig. Okay, so this looks like almost like a switchback. Am I looking at that right? Yeah, so, or no, after Hercoist, you climb up to multi-rig, and then you keep climbing until you get to A-frame, and the bucket could be, like, up and down. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that could be a nasty bucket. That might be, like, that might be up and down a little bit. Yeah. Probably so something else to think about if like, if you are waiting for a little bit of a hill, I mean, it's not a huge hill, but I mean, it's late in a race. It's, it looks pretty steep. I don't know. Um, yeah. Cause at the end of this gauntlet of obstacles, like you have a hill there with bucket at the top. Yeah. <laughs> huh. We'll have to talk about that. We'll have to figure out like what, what, what that kind of looks like. Yeah. But that's something just to where there could be some strategy involved in like, where you want to go and like, cause this bucket might be hard enough that everybody might just be surviving it. Um, mm -hmm. hmm. no, I agree. We'll see how that shakes out. Yeah. Then you got tire flip uh, again at the top. It looks like you run down a hill after bucket. Or do you think that is the, bucket? do you think that is the bucket carry? Like, can you guys see this on the, on the elevation map? how it drives like i know your i know your maps are pretty are pretty weak on your end but it like number 22 looks like it dips directly down and then it goes back up that I might know, be the bucket looks, carry it looks the, really steep you might lose and gain uh, you might lose like start at 1727 and go down to back under 1650 this might be like a really steep nasty bucket carry it could be just because from what I remember from that course, like, like I said, it almost looked like they made like man-made little hills in some mm. parts of it. Cause I'm like, where is this like 
super steep little tiny hill coming from like they I just remember they didn't really look natural <laughs> I was like what are these so huh. I could see maybe them putting a bucket carry up one of those or something around the area because I remember like one of the sandbag carries it was hard to keep it on my back because like the terrain was kind of loose and it was pretty steep so that's possible so if this is a really steep carry it's probably gonna be hard to gain ground which yeah. would then the earlier parts you you probably want to either keep contact or be aggressive unless you're really confident in like how well you can climb with a bucket yeah i don't know yeah uh, that might be interesting we'll figure it out at the top we have and then it looks like just tire flip and you head down a hill and then it's like uh then you're in the last mile um where you're just going to get this last gauntlet of barbed wire crawl slip wall they got to change the slip wall if there's no water right Lacey? you can't just really <laughs> yeah. make it extra slippery somehow it's just too easy maybe they'll like four buckets of water down it or something there's the like guys at the top <laughs> one of the volunteers is yeah. like let's make it nice and slippery <laughs> uh, so you come out of slip wall and then you have uh spear throw so it's the third to last obstacle is the spear throw um i i'm on i i don't love it for this course sometimes i guess i don't mind it but i don't i don't know what do you guys think i hate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's just no Too much pressure yeah <laughs> did you annie it seems like a lot of people have been failing their spirit throw these last couple of races though is the spirit throw any different or anything like any differences you noticed from previous You broke up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All, right. All good. Does the spear seem any different to you? Um, the one thing that was different is they have, like, I don't know. So I ran the super course in Jacksonville, like, for fun. Um, and I tried out multiple spears and some of them were significantly heavier than others like some have this um like circular i don't know what you call it like around the metal part um like almost like a like a big like washer kind of so if you if you hit the the spear like directly on um those ones actually stick really well like it's, it actually becomes really hard to pull it out of the foam if you hit it with one of those heavier ones. Hmm. And then some of them were just the regular spears, which like, in my opinion, there's like greater room for error with the other ones because um, they're not as top heavy. So like, even if you hit it on like a weird angle, it, it usually sticks versus the heavier one. Like if you hit it and the tip is going up, it's probably going to bounce back out. So maybe like, I don't know if there'll be the, if it'll be the same thing here, but just pay attention to that and like realize that um, if it is heavier, like make sure you've got a good balance on it. Oh, sure. So you mean with the heavier ones, they, if you stick it, it's good, but it pops out easier without a washer top type thing exactly. going on. 
Yeah, I didn't like those ones just because, like, I suck at spear throw, and, like, a lot of times when I throw it, it will, like, hit, but it's not, like, pretty. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when I was hitting it with that one, like, a lot of times it would just fall out. So um, just be aware of that. Good to know. It is good to know. It's good that you practiced and took that time and, like, were able to figure out, like – yeah. So, so, I mean, just take your time. I mean, at this point, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the point of being rushing unless you are literally with next to somebody else. But I think everyone would probably be taking their time at this point. Um, just do that or just do whatever, like, your regular cadence is. I wouldn't change anything for this. Yeah. Right the last obstacle. Um, and then monkey bars. Because, yeah, there's, it looks like there's probably 300 meters to the, to the finish line. So it's either do your burpees as hard as you possibly can and then just get up and go. But then, yeah, I mean, then the monkey bars might make that a little bit tougher. Um, and then that's it. Hmm. So overall, what do you guys think? What do you think of the course? Um, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I guess I don't really like love it, but at least if we're burping at the end of the race by the finish line, well, there's no spectators. So no one's going to be watching you burpee and run <laughs> to the finish line. Um, I always think that's the worst. Like when you have an obstacle that you fail right at the finish line and then people are like, go, keep going. And you're like, I'm doing burpees. Like this is miserable and I'm embarrassed, you know? <laughs> so that's one plus. <laughs> yeah. One year at one year at Tahoe, where the race was like 17 miles long one year they made it super long so by the end i was just dead and i failed like three obstacles in a row and like my my mom and dad came out my brother was there and they just watched me do 90 burpees they're like sitting there for like five minutes just watching me do burpees over and over (laughs) they like run out of phrases to say and they're like you look strong it's like i can't even lie yeah you you look so bad now after all these burpees that we're just gonna (laughs) meet you at the bar um Annie, what do you think of the course um i like it actually i think i like that there's this like gauntlet mid race where you might see a lot of like you know changing of places like because of all the grip intensity um and i don't know i, I wish there was like some stuff earlier on just because it's I mean it's gonna be a painfully fast first smile mm-hmm. <laughs> which freaks me out a little bit but otherwise I think I like it and then I I don't know the spear I have this thing where like I'm pretty sure anytime they put the spear throw in one of these like heavily trafficked areas I always miss it like I I always make my spear when it's off in the middle of nowhere and no one's watching like <laughs> the time perfectly and like in the last second of a race I'm like I just have like too much pressure on me I think and it just yeah it all falls apart so I'm hoping to break, break that <laughs> well that's what Lacey said too though it's not gonna be that many people there no many not that many yeah. spectators so only a few people like I, I bet I've run up to Spears before whereas like it's in a somewhat spectator friendly like you had to like, kind of go out of your way to get there 
but people sit there and watch it. Like it's golf. Like they don't sit there. They just wait until you throw it. And then they cheer after you make it or not. So they're like dead silent looking at you throwing the thing. It's like, man, I hope I hit this. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. I, I, I like, I'm with you, Annie. I'd like, this is how I wish more of the courses were set up. I mean, logistically, I think they just need to like cluster the obstacles fairly often just when there's open space, since, you know, a lot of times we're running through like technical stuff or like on the side of a mountain, they can't get obstacles to a place, but it seems like, yeah, they're just able to lay these out in, in an, a succession that allows some running in between. And, and it's not so much running and, or all obstacle clusters all in one shot. So I like it as well. Um, cool. So let's wrap it up. So guys, I appreciate you joining me today. Um, we'll do a recap next week just to let everybody know how it went. I'm sure it's going to go fantastic. Um, cool. Anything else you guys want to add? I don't think so. Good luck, Annie. I'll see you in a couple of days. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Thanks Rich. All right, cool. I'm just going to stop recording and then we'll stay here for one sec. See you.